and welcome once again to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and as always, I am pleased that I'm honored to be your host and your commentator for another of our commentary shows, one of the shows that we have up on air and online 24-7. Well, I mean, you know, as 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 24-7 as a podcast might be up. But you see, because we also have something called a radio loop, that is sort of up online, uh, as I'll explain momentarily after reminding you that everything is accessed at www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com. Of course, you can also find our podcast under Center Left Radio, wherever you get your podcasts from. The the radio loop uh, is really exactly what it sort of sounds like. It's a, it's a version of the show you're listening to right now running in a loop uh, on a separate computer here in the studio. And when you hit the radio loop link at the aforementioned uh, homepage of our website, uh, you will basically pick up that show at whatever point in the loop it happens to be. We have many listeners who still enjoy picking up their radio that way. It's sort of... um, uh, the, the the digital uh, analogy to the analog way of uh, listening to radio where or it used to be you were and still largely now you just flick on flick on the radio or well these days you don't seem to flick on anything anymore you you would possibly hit a switch or or hit something or however you would uh, turn on the instrument producing current radio sound and you pick up the show wherever it happens to be, especially in a talk show environment. That's what the radio loop is all about. You figure out where it is, you get involved, you stay with it, you don't stay with it however you like it. And if you get involved enough and you came in after the start of the show, well, wait, because it'll start over again. That's the radio loop. We make both that and our podcast available to listeners because you like the choice and we like giving it to you. Uh, the the invariable uh, topic that uh, we've been working with in one form or another, other well, there have been two topics really, I suppose. We've had the Ukrainian topic and and there was uh, was still getting responses from people about the Noble Hearts Forum that we did uh, now uh, nearly two weeks ago, uh, about a week and a half ago, I guess, uh, concerning the state of Putin's mind, largely. That's what it was discussing. Uh, and the likelihood, according to both uh, our peace expert and our psychiatrist, and our, uh, and our resident Republican, rational Republican, uh, the three people that were on our panel, I'm not going to get back into descriptions except to say thank you guys once again, but the general consensus that Putin was capable of using nuclear weapons, and in fact, I, I think from uh, Rich Corelli's point of view, nearly a probability that at some point he would back himself into doing that. And then it was a question of just what the, what the, the local politics in Russia 
would be, how, how the other people in command, how the military, how everything would interact and, and react to either the, the, the news that he was contemplating it or the reaction to it actually having been done, assuming, I don't know if this is a correct assumption even, that he could bypass an awful lot of people to basically do precisely that kind of damage. But no one seems there to be, well, how can I put this? No one, no one certainly within the Russian government, whatever information we can get about the Russian government and what they're thinking and doing, no one seems to be uh, rising up and, and screaming bloody murder at the notion that, oh my God, they might actually, he might actually employ a tactical nuclear weapon that is unthinkable. No one seems to be saying that within the Russian government, or so it seems. And I think the so it seems part really has to be taken with more than a grain of, of sand here or, or a grain of salt or whatever the right expression is. Uh, because there isn't, uh, th there, there is a lot more control over Russian state media and media generally, whatever, is re whatever falls outside the purview of, uh, you know, of... of uh, of state control within Russia at this point. There, there's, there's a, a harder, uh, it, it, there's a lot more in the way of barriers that have to be uh, broken down or gotten through in order to get information like what might actually be going on in the minds and the hearts and the mouths of other people within Russian government uh, to people like us here in the West. It's, it seems tough enough to get reality uh, <laughs> from our own sources, much less confirm that from others. I, I, I can't help but when I think of the Russians and, and how they uh, are able to avoid the need to, to speak about their own internal politics, or at least what we're, we're being told is an effort to suppress all of that, um, it's hard not to analogize that to what is happening in America as well. Uh, you know, the rules about the rules in Russia about you know, a 15-year prison sentence if you even suggested that what was going on in Ukraine in eastern and southern Ukraine uh, was anything but a special military action. My God, it's not a war. We're not at war. And then people being arrested in the streets, men who basically were part of a 300,000-person call-up uh, going the way of... Uh, just, just uh, nothing but, but difficulty. Apparently, people trying to flee as a result. Uh, all of that seems to just sort of leak outside of Russia. Within America, what we have, what what we see on a daily basis about Trump and everything else, we're getting media, we're getting we're getting official government sources, and of course, we're getting we're getting uh, social media responses that largely run completely in the opposite direction of what we are getting from uh, governmental sources. Now, 
th th this is a tough one. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I guess what, what, where I'm trying to go with this is to, is to sort of get into a, a discussion or a thought process about how current-day Republicans in America deal with Trumpian-type information. I, 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 I can't see how anyone, if I, were, if I were a voting Russian, given what I know, if, if, if I had the truth about Russian troops going into Ukraine, if I actually had the factual information on that, I can't imagine any way on earth that I could remain a supporter of Vladimir Putin. Now, th this would mean that there'd have to be some kind of a verifiable uh, way of, of, of seeing this. Now, it, the, the fact that there are these protests, that, that people are getting, that young men are being arrested for, or, you know, for, for protesting or, or they're fleeing the country and you're hearing a lot of this, the, the fact that that's happening suggests that some modicum of truth about what's going on in Ukraine is finding its way to Russian ears. It's, it's getting past the barriers. But how much of it, I don't know. How much, how much beyond um, the reaction that we're seeing among middle class or upper class guys who run the risk of being conscripted into an army that's from what we can tell on our side, getting, getting pounded at this point by Ukrainians, how, how much information is getting into Russia really about what's going on? It's just very hard to say. It's far easier to determine what, of, what factual stuff is available to Americans about the things that are going on in our government or are affecting our government. And, and let's add to that the, the all-important, the, the, the four-billion-pound elephant in the room, Donald Trump, or the image of Donald Trump or the idea of Donald Trump. There is the ability for anyone so inclined to get the truth of what's going on. You can uh, use uh, court records. You can use um, you can use recognized sources of information, or what were recognized, uh, all, accepted sources of information by all sides. Uh, the, the 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 Times, the Washington Post organizations like that, the major networks, you could use any of that and confirm what's going on in terms of a general sense of fact. And yes, people will push back and say, oh, the media is always lying about everything. Well, the media does sometimes get things wrong or gets a wrong slant on facts, but there isn't an out-and-out -out effort to simply, we know, says the media, we know, says the government, and we will lie and hide all of this. Is a rule, as a rule, and I, and, and I, and I have to ask people to accept this, as a rule, and, 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 as, and as a historical function, 
the media is not basically a hider of facts. It is more often than not, and far more often than not, a conduit of reality, a predictor of what is to come by revealing and showing and investigating stuff that's going on. That is largely how American media works. And, and, and regardless of, of what we have been hearing and seeing from, from Trumpian sorts and how social media has been used to basically uh, support any kind of um, conspiracy theory or anything else out there. There is objective truth, and as a rule, as a rule, the shortest, the shortest link between objective truth and we, a consuming public, tends still to be respectable media, established media. There is still errata that comes out. There are still corrections that are published. We got this wrong. We didn't get this right. There are still ethics that do guide large news organizations. There is not a nefarious intent to basically give you the wrong stuff up front. There, there may be a, per, a, there may be a, a, a political uh, orientation or a perceived orientation, and especially in the current environment, simply because the crap that's being spewed by uh, Trumpian sources is so outrageous that more than an objective tone might be uh, projected by media in reporting on what the other side, the nutty side, is saying. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm obviously being highly opinionated and highly uh, unobjective and using words like that. Well, then again, this is a commentary show, and I can, and this is how I, this is how I do it. There was a time uh, four or five years ago in doing this show when I, when I walked on eggshells about even suggesting that Donald Trump might not be or might not have the best interest of America uh, at heart in the way he was functioning. I, I was really concerned about saying something like that. It's, it's, it was so far afield from anything that I would have ever said about any other American president. Now, it's a common statement. But, if you follow the Marist polls, uh, as recently as, I guess this was two days ago, the latest uh, you know, survey of maybe, I don't know, 15, 1,900 Americans, and they're doing it as, as broadly as they can. This is nationwide, basically seeing what a head-to-head -head race would look like. Snapshot, if it were to happen today, between Joe Biden, who now seems to be suggesting that he will run in 2024, uh, between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, who for all intents and purposes, remains the front runner for the Republican nomination. If you were to have that contest today, Biden would win, but only by about three or four 
percentage points. Now, realistically, that's kind of what he did the last time. I think, it, was it five points? Whatever, whatever eight million votes equated to, eight million vote difference. For, for the first time in quite some time, uh, the popular vote and the electoral vote both went to the same winning candidate. Hillary Clinton didn't have that, wasn't given that, uh, what's, I don't know if the word is courtesy, uh, certainly, uh, uh, it didn't happen in 2000, that's for sure, with the, with the, with the first time that uh, Bush 43 won and Al Gore lost and the whole Florida debacle and on and on and on and on. But Donald Trump has done the unthinkable, well, again, five years ago I would have called it unthinkable, but now the commonplace for him, and perpetuated a lie about his loss. And his lie is that, no, no, uh, I won. I, I won. You see, you got it all wrong. Uh, there were inconsistencies. There were absolute lies. There were da ba da ba. It was a conspiracy, blah, blah, blah. Not a shred of credible evidence for any of that. And every bit of so-called evidence projected, uh, you know, put out there has been debunked. 63 separate lawsuits in federal and state court, three of them passing through or at least being denied uh, review by the Supreme Court, including the three people that Trump elected. And nothing but a constant string of people who seem to be afraid to contradict Donald. And, and, and so this lie that everybody in private, it seems that everyone in private, at least people within the Republican Party in private, everybody willing to say that it is a lie, everybody saying, I wish he'd go away, everybody saying, I wish he'd shut up. I mean, there's always a handful who are nutty enough. I mean, you have your Marjorie Taylor Greens and people like that. But largely, this, this weird situation where Trump is the untouchable eight billion pound gorilla in the room. No one will touch him. Everybody, there, there's a resonance between him and the base. And what the base sees on a daily basis is a tacit support for any lie that Donald will continue. A, a tacit um, fear of contradicting any awfulness, any, any, uh, any sham statement that he'll make, because none, no one of any, of any stature within the party, no elected officials, will publicly come out and start challenging him. So what the public sees, what the, re what the Republican public sees, is Donald says everybody else shuts up or avoids working around, and they're left to assume, you, you or I might, if we were in that Republican group, might very well assume, well, wait a minute, they all know something. They know that he's probably 
telling the truth. That's why they're afraid. I mean, why not, why not conclude that if you are oriented in a Republican conservative direction? Is it so unreasonable that if all the politicians surrounding him, and this is a guy out of power, out of the White House, all the politicians in the Republican Party are all basically, by, by silence, endorsing whatever the hell the guy says. And you don't spend half of your life dealing with media you're not looking at every at every uh you know msnbc versus fox versus you're you're not doing comparative studies you're not you're not really a total junkie on this you're simply getting the information as it flows through you by the easiest sources you can get it from and if none of those sources are basically willing to challenge the absurdity of Donald's statements. Is it so unreasonable that a Republican should believe this stuff? I mean, honestly, think about it. How hard would it be for some Republican to say, ah, they know. They know what he's saying is true. That's why X or Y or Z senator or my congressperson or, or Mitch, Mc, well, anyone, that's why they're not pushing back. That's why no one's supporting Mitch McConnell when Donald says that he's got a death wish. He virtually is putting a, you know, <laughs> my God, he, he's putting a, a, you know, a fatah uh, on, 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 um, on McConnell's head when he makes a racist comment about Elaine Choi, uh, Chow, McConnell's wife. I mean, not that I'm any great supporter of McConnell. But there should be, in, in a rational party, there should be pushback on this. How hard is it to imagine that people want to believe that they're in a rational situation? How many Republicans would, are, are willing to say, well, you know, we know we're in an irrational situation. Therefore, we, we accept that irrational acts are the things that we have to embrace. No. The effort is, the automatic thing, is to basically say, this must be rational. I, I don't think most people are, are willing or, or desirous of the notion of saying, I am part of an irrational movement. No, we, we, we attempt to rationalize. So the Trump insanity, the Trump, the Trump uh, nastiness, the Trump threats... Everything about him being, everything about what's happened down in Mar-a-Lago, everything about what's happening with New York State, everything that was happening in Georgia, the, the lawsuits there, everything that's happening with, with January 6th, and no real pushback coming from anyone else around him. Why not take a rational view of that and to rationalize all that you come out in your mind saying, well, clearly the other side is lying their asses off because otherwise in a rational world, rational people would push back. My people, someone in my party, historically in America, 
someone within the Republican Party, some, some base of, of, of strength would have pushed back against this guy. But there's no such base, there's no such strength, there's no such pushback. So it must be real. Now, I, I, I know that, that that sounds, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm apologizing for who? For the nuttiness of members of my own family. I consider it nuttiness. But if you are basically consuming a product, an information product, that is tacitly endorsed by a failure of the entire Republican Party, generally speaking, to push back against the worst type of behavior and the worst type of statements. You can draw a conclusion. I think it's as nuts as it may be, it's, it's reasonable within, within the context of the world and, 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 the, and the information that you consume. You can conclude that this is real, that there really is a conspiracy to stop this guy. Because if there weren't, wouldn't more rational Republicans be pushing back? And, and I know, and I know the democratic response. It's well, well, now come on. Anyone looking at this could, yes, anyone outside of the echo, the Republican echo chamber looking at this can make sense of this. We, we the the the, the, the cognizant, we the we the politically rational. I don't want to say morally superior, but, but we who are not oriented to the direction that the conservatives have been going in for the last 20 years, we who have not been gradually, who haven't had our uh, ethos worn down by a party that basically has been living in fear of the demographic shift in the country, and attempting to rationalize it. And Trump becomes the ultimate rationalizer of all these fears and permission granter for feeling fear. If you haven't lived in that world, we, you have to at least give, uh, not approval, but you have to give recognition to the possibility of people forming opinions and being willing to hold opinions, positive opinions, about a Donald Trump. Only a three-point difference in the Maris poll among people who would vote for Biden versus people for Trump. I know, I, 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 in my mind, and, and I've had this conversation certainly among Democrats, how on earth can anyone in their right mind want to vote for a guy who is as disgraced, twice impeached, uh, on the verge, of in, the verge of indictment, basically saying the nuttiest, craziest crap in the world. What could possibly, what could possibly motivate anyone who claims to be a supporter of American democracy to actually vote for this guy? Well, what you have to believe to do that is that the other side, our side, is actually the purveyor of a conspiracy 
to destroy their notion of American democracy, which includes the right to not have to have certain types of people around you, not to have to uh, have affirmative action, the right... It, it, it's, it's all convoluted. The, the, the Republicans, the, the Trump-supporting Republicans, other than the pure loonies, and there's a, there's a certain percentage of those, believe that they are trying to preserve something like America, the, the America that they want to make great again is a true state of America without understanding, clearly not understanding, that it's a convoluted, misstated series of false values that, that in the face and name of Donald Trump, a group of people supporting him, or afraid not to support him, are willing to push forward. Now, if, and, if, and if a Trump ever got back into the White House, one thing we can all be certain of, the first thing that would happen was be that there would be a, uh, you talk about witch hunts, this guy would be on a, uh, basically it would be a destruction course, it would be, it would be a wrecking course, it would be a get-even campaign with everyone and anyone he possibly could. It would be, it would be a total disaster. I, I, I see the Republican ads for, uh, for governor and other people around the country. Uh, I get this information, and all we're seeing is how they are against whatever the Democrats are for. There are, no, there are no position papers in terms of here's how I would do something, here's how I would improve anything. It is, it is to stop, to block, to change the destruction that Democrats are wishing upon this country. This, this is what I think... From what, I, from what I hear and, and the conversations I have, this is what most Republicans honestly believe. And because they have seen no pushback of any consequence from other elected politicians, from the people around Trump, the conclusion is, the emotional buy-in is, they are out to get us. Donald is the last one telling the truth about us. There is a conspiracy on the other side. It is a witch hunt. There are true grievances that Donald has and that we must share with him, and it's easy for me to bring them out. And it's a rational position. Irrationality has been made a perfectly acceptable, rational position by the most dysfunctional political party, I would posit, in the history of this nation. Which leads up to a very strange sort of phenomenon that will, that will ultimately take place in this country. When Donald is indicted, when there is a constant flow of information coming through the court system, 
that basically uh, shows him to be the crook that he is when he ultimately is sentenced and given some kind, I don't know if it'll be an ankle bracelet situation, I don't know if he'll be simply restricted to Mar-a-Lago, they'll be taking away his passports, he will, if, if, assuming, assuming the documents case runs its rational course, he'll be prohibited from running for future office. When all of that starts to happen, when the sheer weight of American governmental force finally comes down on this guy. And, and Republicans simply go, well, it's terrible. I, I, I think it's horrible what's happening. But obviously, there's no call to arms, except from Donald, to basically stop them from doing this to me. When the Republicans are just as neutral about his punishment as they are about his crimes. When, when all of that, as all of that can, begins to unwind in the course of the end of, well, going mostly into 2023, I would imagine. There may be, there, there could well be an indictment uh, on the, on the Mar-a-Lago case before the end of this year. But I would think that most of his, the worst of his legal problems will occur in 2023 or will be in process. Indictments will be out. Cases will be, go, will be running. That'll be happening in 2023. Criminal cases. Georgia, 2023. Certainly anything involving uh, January 6, 2023. Certainly Mar-a-Lago. Three sets of criminal cases. One, I would, two of them, I would say definitely. Georgia and, uh, and Mar-a-Lago. What may come of January 6th, I still don't know. But you will hear Republicans sort of saying, well, I, I, and, and they'll be asked, do you, do you think that it's fair that he was, well, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I don't have all the facts. Uh, the, I, 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 and you're going to get that same sort of a sound that you, that, the, that you hear now. Because it'll be the first opportunity for Republicans to, to kind of move ever so, ever so slightly away from Donald and to use the same language they've been using. I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't heard. I, I, I haven't reviewed this. I'm not sure what's going on over there. I think it's a shame when anyone would blah, 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 but never saying outright, I know he's absolutely innocent and it's criminal what they're doing to him. Forget about calling him a criminal. It is criminal. We must, we must go ahead and we must have a revolution. You're not going to hear that. Which means that the Republican base won't hear it either. So the, the validation mechanism, which has operated largely in silence to validate the social media message, that mechanism being the Republican Party, responsi allegedly responsible components of the Republican Party, that same mechanism that by its silence has validated Donald will in a similarly silent sort of way allow Donald's day-by-day -day destruction by the, by the legal system to proceed unhampered. What do you do as a 
as a true believer Republican who has bought into the the notion of a rational, that Donald is a rational player and a necessary player to preserve our version of American democracy, that it's the Democrats who are destroying it. What do you do? What does the average Trump supporter, not maybe not wacko Trumpian, but Trump supporter, one of those 42% willing to vote for him over Joe Biden, how, how do you react when you're not getting the feedback, when the silence now is no longer a tacit support of Donald, the silence is a tacit condemnation? Even though it may be, and just, just like the, the silence now is, well, I, I, I think that, you know, people should not break the law. I think it's wonderful. I think it's very important, but I, I don't know enough about it. If you use those same words, if, if Republicans, once, the, once Donald is indicted, if they're using the same kind of words, how does that play into the Republican populace? How does it play to the base? Do, do, the, do the media sources, does social media, does Fox, does One America News, do all of these sources, do the conspiracy theorists, does QAnon amp it up uh, you know, uh, some kind of exponentially and basically push the storylines that much harder? Do they support him with all their heart and soul? Do they start calling for insurrection? Do they start saying, where are the Proud Boys? Where, where are the Oath Keepers when we need them? We've got to take back our country. This is our last chance. Do they become the callers, outers of, as it were, of the insurrection that is implicit in everything that Donald has been saying up to now? When the government and, and the system of government, when our judicial system is really doing its thing and bringing Trump to justice... Will the, the social media world that supports him right now and the, and the news sources, the cable sources that support him, will they continue to support him even as the facts keep coming? Will every fact be challenged as a lie? Will every court decision, will every witness against Trump be claimed to be a paid liar, part of a constant conspiracy? Will they be able to keep that up for, every, for any length of time without the support of the Republican Party apparatus, without people constantly willing to ignore and lie for him? I don't have an answer for that. My guess is they will for a little bit, but then it will be allowed to crumble. And there's going to be, not unlike what happened to Germans, you know, good, solid Christian Germans at the end of World War II when they were finally forced to face what it was that that Hitler was. The lies were lies. 
there will be that period of, of reckoning for Republicans in this country. It's, it's coming within the next two, the beginnings of it are, are weeks away. We're, we're actually in the process of beginning this reckoning period for Republicans. Maybe we can't see it. Maybe a lot of people can't recognize it coming right now. But, but we are in a pre-reckoning period for Republicans at this very moment. And, and, and the question is, as the reality of Trump and his downfall becomes more apparent and becomes real, how will the average Republican deal with this? Will there be a, uh, a taking up of arms? Will there be spontaneous efforts to take over, I don't know, uh, uh, houses of, uh, you know, state houses? Will there be uh, uh, efforts to do weird things to symbols of liberalism? I, I, what, what will happen? There may be some violence and ugliness early on, but it will fade away. If history is any indicator, it will fade away relatively rapidly as the reality of Trump finally breaks through to Republicans as his, as his nefariousness, as his illness finally becomes fully apparent. And then you will have this deflation. You will have this depression happening within the ranks of Republicans, this, this lost notion of who are we, where do we go, where do we turn to. There, there will be others out there. There will be little groups of people who will follow this uh, newly anointed ultra-rightist or another. There'll be bits and pieces of this, but there, there won't be a cohesive Republican Party for a long time to come. What will rise in its place? We need, we need a functional, at least two-party system in this country to basically make it work the way it's supposed to. We're, we're set up for that. What will replace the Republican Party as it begins to falter, as the Trump trials and the inevitable uh, convictions roll in over the course of the next year to 18 months. The Republican Party will not be able to sustain itself as a viable force going forward because there will be the disillusionment function and people will basically edge away from it. So the National Republican Party is going to be in the rearview mirror for quite some time to come. But where does that leave current Republicans looking, feeling, feeling so let down, feeling so lied to, feeling or feeling that, my God, the other side has beaten our hero? Where does this leave these people? 
How fast can how many of them finally turn around and say, yeah, uh, it, it was all a fantasy, it was a sham? Because that's what they're going to have to do. There's no, there may be some, you know, residual uh, nostalgia for Donald. But by and large, in the very, very comparatively near future, over the course of the next 18 months, Donald will be non, a non-functional entity within the Republican Party. He will be burdened either with jail time or money time. He will be, he will be basically deflated down to meaninglessness. And others will not, finally, and finally at that point, other Republicans with, with, with goals and aspirations will finally feel comfortable enough not to have to support his ghost and memory. What happens to the average Republican? What do they come to believe in? Do they became, become apolitical? Do they surrender to the democratic forces for the time being? Does something even worse than Trump attempt to rise? Does, does Ron DeSantis prove himself to be a worse version of Trump or whatever else finds its way into the uh, upper echelons of Republican politics or presidential running possibilities? Do they need, do the Republicans need to be ugly? Do they need to continue to be a reflection of Donald? Must they be the party of fear and resistance and anger about reality? Can they at some point become true conservatives again and do it within the principles of respect for the Constitution that have been a hallmark of conservatives all my life, certainly? The weirdness as weird as you may think it is right now, the real weirdness is ahead of us. And it's going to be very weird. I, I, if, if Donald is, is, is prohibited from running, as I imagine he would be, uh, if and when the, no, when the government's case against him, the Mar-a-Lago case, if in the, in the second of the three major counts against him, uh, one of the penalties will be a, uh, for, the es for the violation of the Espionage Act, will be an inability to run as a, uh, for any elected office in the country for the future. That is written in the law. He will be slapped with that. Then what? And, of course, he's unable to deal with that. He, you, his, his full mental incapacity will kick in. Like Putin, he may well be forced to... to whatever, whatever the equivalent of a tactical nuclear weapon, whatever Donald can do to up the ante, he, can't, he has no reverse, and he has nothing but his foot down to the, pe the pedal to the metal. No, no strategy, all tactic, all pedal to the metal, only forward, no steering wheel, just keeps going and going. How do you up the ante when you are absolutely denied the presidency under any legal means. Well, you can answer that if you, you know, it's not hard to imagine. You do something really stupid and you say, you know, we've got to do it right this time. 
So, so we have to be prepared for that possibility. But that can't, it can't happen, and it won't happen. How ugly it'll be, I don't know. But Donald will attempt that. And this time around, of course, it'll be, he won't be able to hide behind uh, a whole bunch of people in the White House who will take, who will take bullets for him, you know, to avoid uh, a, a direct connection between him and a call for insurrection. This will be straight out, flat out. He may be attempting it from prison, for all we know. He'll probably do it during a trial. This is what we're, we're, we're coming up to now. We have to um, simply be aware of it and be prepared for it. And those of us who have the good fortune of being able to listen to rational sources, relatively rational sources of information, have to be able to... Uh, <sighs> Look forward to an America beyond the ugliness that is coming on us right now. There is hope, but it would also be foolish to imagine that hope will produce the best that hope can produce, the, the positive change, without going through a little ugliness first. I think we're, we're in for some ugliness up ahead. I don't see a way around it because Donald doesn't know how not to do it, and the Republicans are doing nothing, nothing, and, and they are so much to blame for this. The Republican Party is too afraid to basically slow it all down and tamp him down while, well, it may be too late for that anyway, but they've, they've, they've given up on tamping Donald down and tamping down the message, and tamping down the ugliness that people are being forced to embrace and embrace all the more every day. We're going to most probably have some ugly times uh, once, especially, and they'll really be kicked off big time once the first indictment comes down. I, I, I just say this because I think it's, you have to recognize it. I'm not asking you to pre-pardon and forgive your Republican uh, fellow Americans, and they are, because, you know, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do. Well, largely, that's, that's, a, that's a big part of it. I, I refuse to believe that 43% of all of Americans who would vote for Donald Trump are simply nefarious bastards who are out to destroy the country. I, I, that can't be where they're coming from. They've been manipulated. Yes, they may be dupes, but they're not criminals. They're being duped by people who can dupe them. We've set up a system of duping our fellow Americans. Now we're going to have to undupe all of us. <sighs> Fasten your seatbelts. We're in for a bumpy ride. But we will get past it. And there is hope on the other side. There's hope now. The good that will come from that hope, the positive change, will be coming, but it will be coming not at the pace that many of us would wish that it will come. But it will come. There will be positive change in this country. We will get past this somehow. Let's not 
lose hope. Let's not go where many Republicans will be going emotionally in the weeks and months ahead. And by God, let's listen to a little jazz. listening to Central Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show. It's too late. Even if, even if members of the Republican Party, the active ones, decided to get out there and finally say, no, 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 what Donald's saying, it's a lie. It's too late. 
The party is embedded. The base is embedded. The question is, what will happen once Donald is indicted? This is the danger zone during these trials. What must we go to to get to the other side where there is hope?